Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Just in the uh, past hour, President Joe Biden uh, signed a bill into law making Juneteenth the official 12th federal holiday. Uh, of course, uh, Juneteenth marked uh, really the end of sla- of slavery uh, in a different kind of way, uh, different from the Emancipation Proclamation uh, and many of the things that followed there. Uh, this was the day that the, the word finally got all the way to the end of the row, so to speak. Uh, and I want to break down what that is, what that must have felt like uh, back uh, in 1865. And uh, we'll do that in just a moment. But I want to start uh, with some comments made by Vice President Kamala Harris uh, during the signing ceremony, which, again, took place in the White House today. And uh, the vice president led off uh, with with this. When we establish a national holiday, it makes an important statement. These are days when we as a nation have decided to stop and take stock and often to acknowledge our history. Acknowledging our history is important. Take stock of who we are, where we are, but more importantly, what is next? What are we going to continue to value? What are we going to carry forward? Uh, the vice president continued uh, about the significance of Juneteenth being named a federal holiday. We are gathered here in a house built by enslaved people. We are footsteps away from where President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And we are here to witness President Joe Biden establish Juneteenth as a national holiday. We have come far and we have far to go, but today is a day of celebration. It is not only a day of pride, it is also a day for us to reaffirm and rededicate ourselves to action. Uh, It is a a day to reaffirm our commitment to action. And I thought it was important that the vice president noted uh, that they were just uh, footsteps away from where Abraham Lincoln uh, on January 1st, 1863, uh, issued the Emancipation Proclamation. It's important to, to remember historically that the Emancipation Proclamation didn't apply to everybody. Uh, it only applied to uh, Confederate states, uh, not to those loyal states. Uh, there was still slavery being practiced in some of those places. Um, even after the end of the war, 
you still had some places, uh, Delaware, I believe, and Kentucky allowed slavery uh, really until the 13th Amendment was passed. And so the the site and the setting of, of where that Juneteenth comes from was when the Union soldiers moved into Texas. So remember that a lot of slave owners went to Texas uh, trying to just, you know, stay out of the way of the Union uh, soldiers there. But uh, Union soldiers made it to Texas on June 19th, and it was a, a major general by the name of Gordon Granger. And uh, I've always thought this would be a great title for a movie. Uh, he issued what is known as General Order Number 3. General Order Number 3. And what General Order Number 3 did was informed everybody there that all slaves were immediately free. And then this language uh, was really important. It says, this involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. Uh, it goes on to say uh, the connection of those two existing between former slaves uh, and their former masters becomes that between employer and hired labor. So it changed that. Uh, and while it's taken us a long, long time to get the water to the end of the row in terms of living up to that definition of equal rights, uh, it, it matters. Uh, and so I do think it's, it's interesting and it's important that uh, we do have this Juneteenth holiday uh, because there are many that are still waiting for word, so to speak, uh, as to all of the rights and all of the things that make us free and that give everyone uh, an equal shot and a fair chance in the race of life, as Lincoln declared. Uh, President Biden, in his comments today, uh, started by saying, hey, we we started out uh, with this. This was the original sin, uh, but we've come a long way. Today, I want you to remember the moral stain, the terrible toll that slavery took on the country and continues to take, what I've long called America's original sin. At the same time, I also remember the extraordinary capacity to heal and to hope and to emerge from the most painful moments in a bitter, bitter version of ourselves to make a better version of ourselves. Again, that's uh, President Joe Biden today. Uh, the president went on to start laying out some of his policy agendas in that context uh, as it relates to black Americans and how far we've come. Here's where the president concluded his remarks. The promise of equality is not going to be fulfilled until we become real, becomes real in our schools and on our main streets and in our neighborhoods. Our health care system and ensuring that equity is at the heart of our fight against the pandemic. And the water that comes out of our faucets and the air that we breathe in our communities and our justice system so that we can fulfill the promise of America for all people, all of our people. And it's not going to be fulfilled so long as the sacred right to vote remains under attack. So the the president did uh, take this opportunity to lay out a lot of, of his agenda, his policy agenda, and uh, I wish he'd kept it just a little tighter, a little less political in, in that space. But I do think it, it is an opportunity to really look at uh, this whole idea 
of are we really enabling everyone uh, to to live up to their best self? Uh, I just think it, it was fascinating, this general order number three, uh, that really was the, the notification uh, of what had already been done. Remember, it had been a couple of years, and these people still didn't know that they were free. And you can apply that to a lot of different things in our country where we just don't know. We just haven't heard yet. We just haven't embraced yet some of the things that we should have. And so as we look at what this federal holiday will mean, and of course uh, the debates are on in terms of is it a bank holiday? Will your garbage be collected? Will the post office be open? Uh, To me, those are all the lesser things. I think the most important thing is to think, how do we, how do we celebrate this? How do we engage uh, in a meaningful way? And what are the lessons? What are the lessons from the past? We don't need to rewrite history. Uh, we just need to acknowledge where we've been, the great strides that have been made, but more importantly, individually, what are each of us going to do to make a difference in creating a better future for everyone? Think about that. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a a little bit of fun as we close out the day today. We're going to talk about uh, presidents and heads of nations. Who are the best gift givers and receivers? Might surprise you. Coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.